It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Monday, November 7th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's an absolutely miserable day in Calgary today. Oh, yeah. Roads are a mess. It's dumping snow. It's freezing cold. It's like the the heart of winter. Sit on the air. I think I've already shoveled like six six times in the last week at the beginning of November, which isn't fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's Calgary. So, you know what they say. What they say about Calgary, Shauna. If you don't like the weather, just wait 10 minutes. Just wait five minutes. <laughs> or five, five minutes. I'm sorry. I went longer. Oh, my God. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was great. Yeah, we uh, played a gig on Saturday night. Um, I didn't think anybody was going to show up because the weather's been so awful and like 20 friends came out and we had an absolute blast. It was almost like people, I think, kind of went into hibernation last week and then by the weekend we're going a bit stir crazy and mm-hmm. was like, we're like, frigate, we're going out. It's the weekend. We'll deal with the weather. So uh, that was great. I did the iFly thing on Friday, which was really cool again. Yeah, so iFly is indoor skydiving, if you haven't heard of this. We got to go, you, me, and my family. Yep. uh, And it was so much fun. Super fun. Uh, And then now they have a VR component. So you put VR goggles on in this tunnel. They guide you to this tunnel of air, and you're flying through the air blind with VR on, and it feels like you're going squirrel scooting, like, over the top of mountains and stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like it feels like wingsuit base jumping? It feels like wingsuit base jumping over wow. a waterfall and over mountains. And it feels like you're speeding up as you go down. I don't even know how it works, but it's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah. Anyway. What a cool experience. Totally. Um, how was we your had, weekend? It was great. Uh, I did almost nothing. And I was planning awesome. to do almost nothing. And I was looking so forward to doing nothing. And I did almost nothing. Because I've been going so hard. I was in Vancouver two weeks ago. Banff last weekend. And I was just like, I'm doing nothing this weekend. So uh, I will never. Uh, I regret Booking a gig the weekend after one weekend only? Yeah. I'm not going to do that in the future, <laughs> let me tell you. But It's, it's so. a great recovery weekend. I yeah. putted around the house a bit, uh, shoveled, I sat by the fire with a nice craft beer, watched some movies with my kids. It was awesome. That's great. It was great. great. I'm feeling so recharged. Sounds and so of course, cozy. the time change yesterday, so you get that extra hour of sleep. Yep. Felt like a really very long and relaxing day. It was it was great. Kind of a weird show this morning because your voice started to go early on. It sure did. And we're like, uh oh. Yep. There was one break early in the show where we, we got partway through it and you just had no voice. I had no it was like voice. We had to bail on it almost. I was yep. like, uh oh. Yeah. So then we had to like pre-record a couple breaks uh-huh. just to see if your voice would go, and it held out. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely gonna go home and take some I don't know drugs, rest my voice. Maybe a hot toddy. Maybe a hot toddy. Maybe some whiskey with honey. Some whiskey, whiskey. with honey. Yeah, yeah. want to give a shout-out to... I've been meaning to give this shout-out for a while on the podcast, but uh, to Logan, our new producer. Yes! Logan Middleton is our new producer. He's the guy who puts the podcast together now. He's been doing a fantastic job. Yes, he has. He's been catching like mistakes that I didn't catch and stuff, which I really appreciate. We were actually going to have Logan on the show this morning for a break, but he um, he was stuck in traffic like everybody else was this morning, so... Uh, maybe we'll talk to Logan tomorrow. On today's show, a TV trope, a Fortune 500 business. Uh, the Chinook naming begins again. We missed one on Friday. We'll retroactively do that. Make it up for it. In etymology, we're going to talk about this strike that's happening in Ontario. Uh, the names of kids with mullets. <laughs> how parents discipline their kids. Uh, what level of celebrity we are. Spoiler alert, not very. Uh, Vancouver Soft. 
and something that happened to Shauna on the weekend after your out of context clip of the show. I want to start saying the full version of really it. Really or nearly? BNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, Saturday I experienced something I've never seen or or experienced before, Beckler. Uh, I was trying to get home on Saturday night and there were no Ubers. Like not available? Nope. So for about an hour, a bunch of us were on Uber and we were trying and it was like connecting with drivers, connecting, and then it wouldn't actually connect you with the driver and then it would cancel and then like the screen started flashing. We tried this for an hour straight and then at the very end, a pop-up came up on the Uber screen that said Uber X is not available. Whoa. Like just period. I've never seen that before. Uber's not available at all. And I was like, oh my. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Is that a combination of just demand and probably drivers not wanting to go out in that that soupy mess? And it was one, probably one in the morning, maybe 1230 in the morning. Uh, And so, of course, a bunch of people are clearly trying to get home at the same time. Mm -hmm. Clearly, drivers don't want to drive out. It was miserable. So, yeah, the mixture of that. Then we tried cab companies and they were all busy and basically wound up walking home. And it was cold. It was cold. Just on a regular Saturday nights, like, you know, you expect to wait a bit. You expect high demand on, like, yeah. Halloween and New Year's and stuff like that. But to have it not available at all, though, like, I've never yeah. seen that before. And I was like, this is a bit alarming. All I was thinking about is I was like, luckily, my walk home was about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a warm jacket on, so I could do it. But I was like, how many people were walking home in the cold inappropriately dressed because as we know everybody likes to pack light and they assumed they would have a ride home yeah wandering drunk in minus 25 without the appropriate clothing i was like that's actually a bit scary yeah i've never seen that before i've had it happen where like drivers wouldn't pick me up because they didn't like the fare yeah they you know they dick you around they wait around the corner and say i can't find you which i think you should be able to report myself i think there should be a feature to report that but was was surge pricing in effect like were were the fares ridiculous it wasn't uh one of the guys though who did get the uber about half an hour before us he managed to get one and there was surge pricing yes mine though i guess i don't even think it was registering at all because it was decently priced just wouldn't ever connect me to a driver huh yeah that's wild i've never heard of that before i've never heard of like the service just not being available due to demand no also are, are bars legally required to stay open if you can't get a ride Cliff, my boyfriend Cliff was telling me that, and I'm like, I don't think that's a thing, but he was saying that, uh, I guess a friend of his spent a night in Costco once because he got <laughs> stranded, I don't know if it was a big snowstorm or whatever, and couldn't get out, and they had to stay open to let him sleep there. And I was like, that's a good question. Is that I don't actually know a thing? if there would be a legal requirement. I would imagine if, you know, they were closing up and someone was waiting for a ride and couldn't get one and they kicked him out into the street. Yeah. And they froze, there could be some trouble. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was thinking again. I was like, if you're a a bar and there's a bunch of people who who can't get rides, and again, like... And the weather's just horrible. My walk was close enough. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. That's a good question. Go and hide out in some place where you can actually get warmth. It's weird. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always dreamed of like getting stranded in Toys R Us overnight or something. I I think every kid has that dream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know what that store would be now. Hmm. Bass Pro, maybe? <laughs> well, for you, wouldn't it be Costco? Costco like, would be pretty sweet, too. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Oh, the weather's getting nastier by the looks of it out there. Yeah, Snow's it's getting coming gross. down heavier. Everyone's walking by bundled up. Roads uh-huh. look terrible. I, I have some information here that I think might make you feel better this morning, though. This is a bit of Vancouver Island softness. Oh, perfect. From a, I'm going to play the music here. From a friend of the show, Carly, who lives out there. Yeah. And she's done some great... Great field work for us. A great correspondent in the field. Perfect. So she's part of this like uh, Facebook group in her community. 
And here's someone complaining about the city workers not getting the roads cleared fast enough after the snow they got recently. Oh. And then someone else was wondering how they were going to get to the Christmas market because of the road conditions. Well, you and need to get to the Christmas market, obviously. Someone responded and said, my husband has a Tacoma. He said he would take me. This person said, I'm a vendor. I'm wondering how I'm supposed to set up and get there today. I only have a car. Next person said, I'm supposed to set up as well, but it doesn't look like the snow is going to stop. Oh. And then Carly sent me a photo of the amount of snow they had. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a <laughs> skiff. Are you kidding me? It's nothing. Like it's, there's there's no snow. Like you wouldn't even have to brush your vehicle oh off with this. Oh my. It's like a sprinkle. Like, okay. You can still see all the grass and the road and Come on. <laughs> and Vancouver Island. Man. Oh man, and it threatened to close down the Christmas market. The city's taking heat for not clearing. How do you clear that much snow? I don't even think a plow would clear that. You you do this. <laughs> You literally blow it off the ground and it's gone. Like Oh, that is exceptionally soft. Holy crap. And it's that melting is down over like an immeasurable amount of snow. Like it's not even yeah. And then you look outside at this and everyone's it looks like, like yeah, well. frost. It's just a tiny little bit of frost on the ground. And Come here on. we're like, well, oh, it better get to work. Yep. VNS <laughs> in twenty minutes or less. On Friday back where you and I were laughing about what level of celebrity we are. <laughs> And this all began because uh, during one weekend only, somebody came into the elevator with me and was like, oh my God, I'm in the elevator with a celebrity. And I burst out <laughs> no, laughing not. and I was like, no, that is Where? not true at is all. Is there a celebrity like, here? I know. Is there a ghost? <laughs> that is not. And I was just like, I would consider us as a Z-list celebrity. Yeah. In fact, I was like, no, no, no. I, I'd say we're on the waiting list to be Z-list celebrities. And it's always so funny when people say that to me. I'm like, nope. Someone on the Z-list dies, maybe we can get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, maybe. If we audition and they like it us enough and it's really, really, you know, slim pickings. We're below TV weather people. Yes. I think. I Oh, for sure we are. We're way down. Like, we're below. Below some local religious leaders. Um, what? It's funny because you were you were asking you were like what about realtors with their own bench ads? Yeah, are we more or less famous than realtors who have bus bench ads? I say below that. You say below? I think I think below that because they have their own bunch bench ads. <laughs> we don't have bench ads. We don't it have might, bench ads. It might depend on who we're talking about here. Like we're no right. Justin Haver. We're no. no, we're no Len T. Wong. No, we're no Sam Coria. Mm-mm. I don't no. even really think we're in like Zara Jiwa's space airspace. We're below that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd say. Uh, even any of the real Remax, real, like no, I think we're below all of that. Really, I truly do. <laughs> so don't don't use this word celebrity. Don't, we're not celebrity. No. <laughs> VNS in twenty minutes or less. I mentioned earlier that I went to the library yesterday, and uh, shout out to Adam who I met there was also killing time with his family. He listens to the show, and uh, it was packed with kids there. I'm thinking many other parents like us who maybe didn't quite want to face winter with the kids yet. Fair. Like we need to kill. A long Sunday with the time change and everything. Yeah, yep. but it's funny to watch all the different strategies that parents employ to try to get their kids to listen, and it's a little uncomfortable, like seeing other parents discipline their kids, right? Even though I have to do the same thing, of but course. like you, when you see someone else do it, it's like, uh, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, you know, yeah, being like having to watch and like seeing <laughs> kids getting yelled at. So, yeah. yeah, that's uh, super awkward. So I heard full names used yesterday. Did your mom ever do the full name? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shana Grace Jefferson. Jefferson. And he's like, oh man, I'm in, I'm in for it now. Yep. Totally. Uh, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. I also heard, um, get over here or we're leaving. Yep. Like those threats. Threats sometimes work. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. 
Uh, and you have to be prepared to back it up. If they if they don't get over there, you got to leave then. And totally. maybe you didn't want to leave, but you're leaving. You're going. <laughs> or, or you've lost control of the situation. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard another tried and true method. Counting to three. I heard this woman say, Lucas, that's one. Yeah. Lucas, that's two. That's a big one. What happens when we get to three? I don't know if anyone really knows what happens when we get to three. No. I don't know if the kids know. I don't even know if the parents necessarily know what's going to happen when we get to three. They probably don't, really. But it seems like it's hardwired in us as humans that we know if we get to three, yep. shit's going to hit the fan. Yep. Yeah. The world's going to explode. Uh, it, you don't want to see it. You so don't you never find see out. it. <laughs> you don't want to find Has anyone ever got to three before? It is weird because, yeah, you know, if you were a daring child, you'd want to test that out. But nobody does. Nobody they, does. They're too afraid to. And even if like the one, two, three thing has never been established as a disciplinary method in your family. Doesn't matter. It still works. Yep. You say that's one. That's two. I mean, let's find out what happens when we get to three. You're born and then you progress into like learning how to crawl and walk. And with that comes the progression of what it means to get to three. Like you just, you can't look. Don't find out. You can't find out. Nope. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I sent a photo of some of the kids from the USA Mullet Championship Kids Edition. Yeah. Which (laughs) we get sent this quite often. I was going to say, I think this has been the thing that I've been sent the most. Totally. That and the sandwich police photo. Yes. Yes. And every year we get the mullets and they're always like, look at the mullets of these kids. And we're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the thing that always cracks me up is it's like, here are the top 50 mullets from the contest this year. I'm like, how many entrants were there? Oh my God. I can't imagine. (laughs) You narrowed it down to the top 50. Holy. (laughs) But the names, I didn't realize the names in the past. Like I looked at the mullets and I'm like, yeah, those are some ridiculous. Ridiculous child mullets, but the names of them are absolutely insane. Well, these are like Terry's kids, right? Holy, so. These are parents who birth a child only to make them the most <laughs> redneck children in the world. Like they're like, I'm only having a kid to carry on to carry on the redneck name. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're doing with these kids. So uh, the first name, all right, there's Landry Turpin. Good redneck name. Great, great name. Okay. Then, you're telling me the kid, Landry Turpin has a mullet? Landry He's Turpin. eight years old? Yeah, I believe it. No kidding. I believe it. Right? Then there's William Dale Ramsey. If your middle name is Dale, okay, you're just asking. You're, you want your kid to be a NASCAR racer for sure. You can like, probably guess who that name is after. William Dale Ramsey. Even funnier would be William Dale Jr. Ramsey. This if your middle I, name was Dale Jr. They frigged up. I know. <laughs> I was I was kind of thinking, I was like, they're going for that. Maybe not full out. But I was like, just put the junior in at that point, okay? <laughs> a junior in your middle name? Oh, my God. Dale Jr.? <laughs> William Dale Jr., though. No, my middle name is Dale Jr. Excuse me. All one word. Dale Jr. One, one word. Yeah, no spaces. Just. <laughs> Dale Jr. Oh my God, that's amazing! And then the last one. There's Epic Orta. His name is Epic. The kid's name is Epic. His name is Epic. I feel like there should be some questions asked. Like maybe the child didn't have a choice in the mullets. Yep. Like you're growing a mullet. This Your is name's what, Epic. I don't think I don't they want do. Any of this. Seriously. <laughs> I want to play piano. I want to. Uh, <laughs> like of all the kids, I'm like, no, no, no. We we only birthed your son so that you could grow a mullet, and your name is Epic. Okay, just go with it. V and S in 20 minutes or less. John, have you followed any of this uh, strike in Ontario? Yeah, I've been reading about it. I haven't done a deep dive on it just yet, but essentially the schools in Ontario are shut today once yep. again because of the strike. 55,000 workers. QP employees have walked off the, the job. Yeah. And the the provincial government passed legislation deeming this strike illegal. Yeah. Ordering the employees back to work. Um, and but they're striking anyways. Yeah. It's crazy that they were notified of this before they went on strike. It was like, that's going to be illegal. And they went anyway, which, yeah, I found shocking. They but. used the notwithstanding clause to do this, um, which is a 
rarely used political tool that sort of like circumvents the Charter of Rights, I believe. I don't, I don't know the legality of it, but I know that it's only been used a few times in Quebec. Uh, it's, it's, it's rarely used, and it's a pretty big deal when it is. It seems a bit crazy that you can use this and force workers not to strike. Like, is that not the point of a union? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not to wrong. Walk off the job? Like, so this legislation carries with it enormous fines for anybody who does strike. $4,000 per person per day yeah. and half a million dollars per day for the union. So I think if you added it all up, it would be like $220 million in fines per day. And the union has said they'll foot the bill for this, which to me is kind of silly because like there's no way they have that no. kind of money. Nobody does. I know. So. There's no like that no that no one's paying that. So No. This is a uh, one of these rare stories and I'm probably going to even make some people upset by saying this, but you know, the more every time I I read a new opinion on it, a new comment, a new article, like my opinion changes. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's a good point. Well, hey, well, that's a good point, too. Oh, the kids should be in school. Oh, well, no, they do deserve more money. Like it's, it's just back and forth like that, and I haven't really been able to settle down how I feel about this. Yeah, I mean, for me, it starts with just not being able to strike seems very scary, right? It's same with we've talked about the right to po- protest and mm-hmm. how I feel like that should be a thing that you should be able to do. Same with striking. If you can't do that, what else do you have to bargain with? If the government won't negotiate in good faith, yeah, strike is all you have left. And then to make that illegal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think anytime the government overreaches, uses these tools to suspend our rights, I think that's cause for concern, whether that be the use of the Emergencies Act or the Notwithstanding Clause. Yeah. I mean, and and there's an investigation into the use of the Emergencies Act now because obviously you're not alone in feeling that way. Well, I mean, the the Emergencies Act comes with an inquiry following to justify its use. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if the Notwithstanding Clause has any similar sort of mechanism that's triggered. I saw one person say that they think if you use the notwithstanding clause in this manner, it should trigger an election. Like, yeah. like really, if you feel that this is the right thing to do, then put, put your, your cards, put your chips on the table. Like, That's not a bad way of dealing with it, yeah. Would yeah. you have public support or wouldn't you? Especially if you're using it more liberally than you should. That, that will certainly make you think twice. The DNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We got a message from friend of the show, John. And John messages us quite often. Um, he has some ideas that I would say are fairly out there um i often disagree with what john texts to us but this is what he said this morning the government is getting used to circumventing our rights we can't strike we can't protest thanks to the new street harassment law you can't even tell a politician off that being said one thing you have to realize about the ontario teachers union is that they are filthy rich they have so many investments and shit going on that they can foot the bill for a while And I don't know if that second part is true or not. I don't either. But I tend to agree with John on the first part. And like, with this dispute, I I tried to read into some of the, you know, the minutia of the contract disagreement and what these EAs were asking for, what the government was offering. But like, it ultimately doesn't matter. They still have a right to strike. They could be asking for a billion dollar raise and they would still have the right to be out there striking and protesting, I think. It's just like... You know, just like with any other protest, I can think your reason for protesting is the dumbest thing in the world, but you have a right to be out there doing it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the bottom line for me, is you, you need to be able to have that, that vice. You need to be able to strike. If you don't have that, what do you have, right? Mm-hmm. You have no bargaining at all, no bargaining chips, which Nothing is left. alarming. Like, yeah. 
I said, I said to John, I think all all levels of government and across the political spectrum are getting used to trampling on our rights, yep. and we're getting pretty complacent with it at times. Mm-hmm. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So somebody said willy nilly on the weekend, and I was like, willy nilly? That's a weird term. Where did that come from? Uh, it's very simple. It comes from the short form of will ye or nil ye. So basically, will you or not, which makes sense, right? That's kind of what it means. It's somebody who's undecided, more or less. Like, hey, is Shauna coming on Friday? I don't know. She's been all willy-nilly about it. Yeah. So will ye or nil ye. Nil ye. So that's where it comes from. (laughs) I want to start saying the full version of it. Will ye or nil ye. It's true. Or whether you like it or not, that's another version of it that kind of, it's just a short form of those things. So there you go. That all makes sense. And then I, I got into where the word window came from. And it's super obvious, and I never really thought about that before, but it's from the Nordic language, from the Old Norse word vindaga, where it literally means wind eye. And the reason is because the opening right under the roof, way back when, when your walls weren't complete, mm-hmm. there would be this opening, and that's where you would let the smoke out. Pre, the, pre-glass, obviously. Pre-glass, yeah. and the wind would come in. So it was kind of this little eye where the wind would come in and, and the, the smoke would go out, and that's where we got the term window from. Yeah, I never really put it together that the word wind is in the word window. Me neither. But of course. It makes perfect sense. But of course. It prevents from the wind, so there you go. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, last week we were trying to decide if Friday was going to be a Chinook or not. Yeah. Because it looked like it was going to be a little warmer than it had been but mm-hmm. it was missing some of the hallmarks of the Chinook like when we when we were on the air it was clear it wasn't overcast like well and it didn't say there was going to be any big wind and that's normally a big indicator yeah. of it and everything else but then I'm pretty sure as the day went on it was quite obviously it a was Chinook. definitely a Chinook like, as, as we left work I was like oh no freaked <laughs> up this is a Chinook you could see the arch it was very pronounced yeah. And, yeah and that was the other thing it was clear as day at the time right and there there was no arch and there wasn't the night before and I was like no nah, it's not sh-. and then it came in and you're like there it is yeah just waiting for it a few years back on the show, we decided to start naming the Chinooks yep. like they do with tropical storms, like some places do with winter storms. And we go alphabetically and uh, we pick a topic every year. We pick a category to like draw those names from. Yep. We've done just straight up male, female, and female names. We've done Harry Potter characters. Last year we did stores in Chinook Center Mall. Mm-hmm. And this year we have decided to do... Neighborhoods in Calgary. Yes. Uh, thanks to the friends of the show who submitted that. Lots of people said, why don't you do neighborhoods in Calgary? And I was like, that's that's perfect. Tell us a bit about, about each neighborhood when you feature it. Yep. So this is retroactive, but this past Friday, Chinook would have been Chinook A. And we have chosen Chinook Auburn Bay. Auburn Bay. Auburn Bay. It's the largest neighborhood in Calgary that begins with the letter A. It's not the largest neighborhood in Calgary. Yep. It's actually the 10th largest neighborhood in Calgary. Interesting. 17,000 people live there. Uh, it's basically fully populated. Like, there's no more growth to happen in Auburn Bay. The people that live there, like, as the city is projected to grow, the population of Auburn Bay should stay the same. Okay. It's not really, like, densifying, like, uh, neighborhoods closer to the core are. Right. And it's not growing like neighborhoods on the very outskirts are. So, that's mm-hmm. 17,000 people. Uh, the median household income, $136,000 per year. I heard one time, and I couldn't verify this or not, but someone told me that Auburn Bay has the highest concentration of children of any neighborhood in Calgary. I would imagine so. Uh, also, my friends, a couple of my friends live there, and seeing the Halloween madness that happens in Auburn oh Bay. Oh my God. Holy hell. Like, it was a 
I've, I don't know if I've ever seen that many children in one spot ever in my life. It was absolutely insane. The entire street was full of children. There's no cars getting through. No. Like, there's the one street that they do close to vehicle traffic, well, and it's like Halloween headquarters in Calgary. And we went hell. last year, and it was madness. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. No, I was like, I don't want to. Oh, that's a lot of children. Mm-hmm. Um, of course... The, the lake is at the heart of the community. It's a really nice lake, nice beach. If you totally, if you ever get a chance to go, you have to know somebody who lives there to get you in. Yeah. But uh, I also have it on fairly good authority that several NHL players live in Auburn oh, Bay, specifically around the lake, uh, uh, including one who doesn't even play for Calgary. Oh. Yeah, and I don't know if I should say. I don't know if that's like infringing on someone's privacy, but I know someone who worked in this this player's house, and I was like, what? They have a house in Calgary because they live in the United States. They play for an American team. Huh. Oh and aren't God. from Calgary. They probably aren't there very much, to be fair. So yeah. you could probably say the name because it's probably just housekeepers at this moment. But yeah. <laughs> That's Auburn Bay. Chinook Auburn Bay was on Friday. It looks like we have another Chinook coming up this weekend. So we'll have another one for you. Chinook B. B and S in 20 minutes or less. We got another submission back there for the Fortune 500 list. All right. This is Our one of my favorites I think we've gotten in a very long time. If you're new to the show, the Fortune 500 list is our list of local businesses with great puns in their name. Yes, yes. Full Mast Medical Clinic. It's a place here in Calgary, and they specialize in men's sexual health. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, you go in, and you can look it up right now. I read all about it yesterday, and they help you with anything you may need help with in the bedroom. Can you do that? Like, is that all full is that mask? <laughs> Full mask. Everything about this is, oh my God, does this make me happy? Yep. I mean, it makes him happy too. And How can you get away with that? Like, especially, you don't expect to find puns in the medical world, right? Like, it's very by the book. It's Mm -hmm. very, like, cut and dry. Most puns that we see come from, like, dog grooming places. Uh, Places that aren't saving lives, essentially, right? (laughs) Like, if if you're saving lives, you probably don't have a pun in your name. Like, it's it's a very serious matter. You know, you don't generally become a doctor. Don't, and then throw a pun on top of that. I'm a creative genius and a doctor. I just, yeah, this is you know, perfect combination here. Full mass medical clinic. Okay, well, I mean. I mean, it's a sailing term, right? Like, it's not like it's a bad term. So, full mast medical. And I guess if you know, you know then. So. You're only at half mast, then you can go there and you'll be full. So. Well, that is. Uh, oh, my that's God. That's quite the pun. What? I got sent this this one. And it's not local. It deserves honorable mention, I think. But there's a garbage disposal company in the United Kingdom called Lord of the Bins. Oh, yeah. One bin to rule them all is their, their tagline. I mean, okay. It's not. It doesn't exactly rhyme, but it's close enough. <laughs> You know, like it's not perfect. It's a bit of a stretch, but I'll I'll give it to him. I mean, I I get that the content for you is what you prefer. You know, Lord of the Rings. And content, I think that's so. why it was sent to me a few times. But yeah. I mean, it's no full mast medical clinic. Let's no, say that. No, it's sure not. That's a ten out of ten pun. It sure is. Even though I'm not sure about it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. I have another TV trope for you, Beckler. Okay. When in basically every single movie or TV show that involves any sort of drama, parents just show up. They just show up at the door to come stay with you. And it's always a complete surprise. They don't give you a heads up. And all of a sudden, they have all their bags. And you're like, what is going on here? And They got all the bags. We're here. Mom. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, it's just mom or it's both parents. It's never dad. I find never dad just showing up with the bags. But mom or both parents, hey, <laughs> we're here for the holidays. Or we're just full out moving in for the rest of time. That would never happen in real life. No. 
No, no this, the surprise drop in like that is. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters how close you are. Like no, nope. and I was watching a brand new movie. It's not like these are old movies where maybe it happened a little more. No, the brand new movies and TV shows, all it still happens. And honestly, in almost every single one, especially Christmas movies, that's kind of what happens. Like at some point, there is a surprise drop in yeah. from mom or your parents. And you don't even drop in on someone just to visit, like no. for an hour without mm-hmm. announcing you. So the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco has a super fun. Funny bit about this about how people used to just do that, right? Like they would Which just show up at your house, and, and now if someone rings your doorbell, we like dive behind the couch. Oh and yeah, you don't afraid. answer. Who's that? Who could it it's be? It's a Jehovah's Witness anyone? for sure, or something. Like you're like, I'm not answering that. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that this happens in all these movies, I'm like, mom would never. Like, how much do your parents? hate you for them to just show up unannounced yeah. at your house you know you know i will say this though mckenna's family yeah they do like these surprises like surprise visits and stuff where you you know maybe you ask someone to come visit and they say oh i can't make it and then they show up it's a surprise huh. um, yeah. and her maiden name is heinz we call them heinz surprises they come from a different cloth you know those yeah. ones. uh that being said <laughs> though if it's an event that's already happening and somebody says i can't come and then shows up that I think is a bit different because that's the event's a, still already happening and people are going to be there. And so that's that's nice. But the whole just showing up, you know, on a regular day, being like, hey, I'm here. Mm-mm. That's a real TV trope. Oh, yeah, it I sure agree is. with you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I learned a couple of quick things. First of all, um, the term genuine leather mm-hmm. doesn't actually mean real leather. It's the name of the company, and it kind of is just like the <laughs> lowest grade of all leather products as well as seen as a general thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean... That's greasy. greasy. That's, it's kind of like, what was the company that named themselves 100% organic, yep. and it wasn't, but mm-hmm. that was just the name of the company? I know. Greasy. That should be illegal. Yeah. Like, I, I swear it must be, but anyway, they've gotten away from that for a long time, so anytime <laughs> you see those products, you're like, that doesn't necessarily mean what you think it does. Uh, also, I was reading about how cantaloupe can change the color of your skin. And uh, it's because it's high in beta carotene, similar to carrots. But here's the thing. Everybody always says that carrots can change your skin tone. Like, that's a, fa- you know, a, f- a fairly well-known fact. Mm-hmm. But when I read into it, it also says you have to eat 10 large carrots a day in order to do that. That's a lot of carrots. That's a lot of carrots. So I was like, is that actually uh, the case then? And then you read more, though, and people are like, oh, no, it happens all the time. And I'm like, who's eating 10 large carrots a day? You know, I don't know. Unless there's enough other food that they're eating that has just little bits of beta carotene that somehow uh, equates to it, but or what if they're small? Like I remember when my cousin was little, he just dummied carrots, and his his hands turned a little orange. Maybe he was just jaundice, though. <laughs> it could could have just been could've jaundice been as well. Too. So uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. Anyway, that's still up for debate. Um, I mentioned I'm reading this book right now. It's called Walking the Big Wild. And it's written by this dude from Canmore. Karsten Heuer is his name. Mm-hmm. And he walked from, this is in 2002, he walked from Yellowstone National Park to Yukon up, up north. And it took him 18 months, I Holy think, like with crap, a couple a breaks in there. Yeah. Um, he skied part of it. He paddled part of it. But it was like 3,400 kilometers. And for lots of it, he was by himself out there, like just him and his dog. Like off off trail and stuff, and it's a, it's an incredible book. Um, and I'm always so blown away by those types of journeys. But yeah. in this book, he mentioned a dude from Calgary named Don Gardner, who I guess he kind of looks up to as an adventurer. And I'm just going to read this passage from the book for you, if I can. Gardner's trademark was traveling light. In 1992, he had stuffed a nylon jacket, a down coat, a pair of extra socks, a sleeping bag, and some food into his pack. And after walking out the back door of his downtown Calgary house. 
had set out on skis along the shore ice of the Elbow River. Two days later, he'd come to the first of 20 mountain passes he would cross over the next 28 days, completing the first ski traverse of Western Alberta and British Columbia on a whim. By sleeping in tree wells instead of in a tent, and by lighting small fires instead of a camp stove, Gardner had reduced the weight of his pack to less than 30 pounds for the 900-kilometer-long trip to the Pacific Ocean. That's insane. Despite being alone, he'd averaged more than 30 kilometers per day. That's... (laughs) Can you even believe that? No. Like... No. Dude, there was a few things in a pack, puts his skis on in Calgary, and skis to the Pacific Ocean. That's mind-blowing. Like, sleeping in tree wells and stuff? Yeah, no. None of that sounds fun. That just sounds awful to me. That is, like, next level. Yeah. Like, I... You know, I go on my little hikes. I have fun. And then I have friends who go on longer hikes that I kind of look up to. And then there's someone like the guy who wrote the book, Carson Hewer, whose journey is incredible. And even he has people who he looks at... Like this Don Gardner, and it's like, how? Wow. How did you do this? I don't, yeah. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.